0: Shifts in societal attitudes toward female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the very definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings and welcome to
1: Not Just Sleeping In. Sleeping In.
0: <laughs> I'm Tiger.
1: And I'm Lee, and each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all the things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, the kid in all of us. Uh, Our generation seems to have been uniquely allowed to hold on to certain things previously uh, that had been reserved just for kids. Uh, Each of us have kind of our own weird um, list of things that we enjoy, and um, we want to talk a little bit about how we enjoy them and... um, is there room to kind of facilitate them in a child-free environment? <laughs> but first, the big question, Tiger, how late did you get to sleep in uh, this week? 10.30.
0: Whoa! Yeah, it was That's awesome. It's late for you. I know. It's It should be late for anyone, but it was great.
1: <laughs> what happened?
0: I, like... Usually I wake up around like seven and make the conscious choice to go back to sleep. This time I slept in until about nine and I was like, I'm not leaving the bed. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And it was, it was about 1030 when the cats finally got fed up and started yowling in the hallway. So I've trained them, I've trained them well, but they, they have their limits. Sure. What about you?
1: Well, I do not have the small furry alarm clocks in my life, but I only made it to like nine this week, about nine, nine, fifteen. um, fighting off a little bit of a cold, dear listener. I don't know if you can tell, but, um, yeah, that's kind of been a little bit of bronchitis. I don't have, I don't have the big one, uh, depending on when this comes out. Of course, the ongoing global pandemic, very exciting. Um, so tested negative for that. That's all very exciting. But I still wake up a little, uh, it's a little hard to breathe in the mornings, but you know what I'm getting there. On some antibiotics, eating a lot of yogurt, you know, good all times. the things you need to do. To, look, uh, everyone's got to keep a good gut flora, Tiger. Oh, very I, important.
0: No judgment here. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: I, I have my Greek yogurt with my fresh mint from my backyard and a little bit of honey. Every sure. Every once in a while. To, to balance that shit out because the sheer amount of alcohol I consume
1: kills most of it. <laughs> you've got it you've because it's just paint thinner. Um, <laughs> well, now that we are sounding like two absolute octogenarians discussing uh, the things we need to keep our aging bodies functioning Look, properly. Look, if we wanted
0: to turn this into a podcast about poop, you know I'm there for it.
1: I know you would do it in a heartbeat. In, <laughs> in a heartbeat the but, one thing
0: I have in common with parents. I'm just like, hmm, poop talk.
1: <laughs> there you you're go. You're
0: talking about your children's and I will talk about mine.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. I, it's so funny to see as soon as you're not talking about a toddler how people just immediately like switch. There's a, such a weird cognitive dissonance that happens. And I think it's a, out of necessity, surely. But when all of a sudden you re- really bring that back around it's delicious you know we i know are i've gonna, mentioned I am gonna it
0: require that we do an episode on poop at some point because i find it weird that we stop talking about it
1: that we yeah just the and like
0: yeah it it's me it, out and in
1: relationships like, yeah. yeah guys pandora's box already open we're already throwing stuff in it 90 percent um, of
0: like post-puberty life is just wondering am i normal is this normal
1: yeah And weirdly, there's a a whole lot of lack of information about that. Considering we have so many ways to communicate with each each other, Um, but Tiger, (laughs) let's let's because we're not we haven't made this childish enough. What are the whole and and I know you and I both. It's funny because so you know there's the there's a lot of cultural ideas right now. You know there's like you know the man child, blah 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 you know, you kids and your video games. And we are kind of in a unique position to kind of hold on to with a little bit of cultural and economic stability. Some things I remember, you know, coming from a religious background, I know you know this as well. There was always that, and I know you're thinking of this verse too, but like the putting away of childish things. I know that my parents used to wield that one whenever it was not something that like, you know, it was, it was only reserved for something that they didn't actually enjoy right yeah. like yeah. yeah if it's away you know hiking things. or something else
0: and then there's also the yeah. verse about um like grown people needing more than milk to survive in terms of like their spiritual welfare and, yeah like baby food and stuff and i'm like well i'm gonna continue to read c.s lewis because it's slightly more tolerable than like tim LaHaye and jerry b jenkins thank you very much <laughs>
1: But at the same time, my mother drinks like a 64 ounce frozen Pepsi every day. That is her to the point where like my nieces and nephews will refer to it as her special drink, which usually you'd think would be alcohol. But no, like
0: to be fair, like children shouldn't drink frozen Pepsi.
1: That's true. (laughs) That's also (laughs) true. But it's very conditional, right? Like what counts as a childish thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because if I were to like, I mean, what's your,
1: what's your, what's on your list? What's on the things that you're really, that, that you, that you really hold on to?
0: I mean, I, it's hard because like I worked in children's entertainment for a long time and I genuinely loved my job. So I kind of got mm-hmm. to, to hide under that, but I genuinely love animated movies. Like
1: sure. I,
0: I love a minion. I love mm-hmm. Disney princesses. Do I take every single BuzzFeed quiz, like which Disney princess <laughs> are you when you're on your period? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm always Belle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just always Belle?
0: I... Maybe. Sometimes... Like, sometimes with the villain ones, I get varying results, you know? Sure. But, um, you know, I, I love that. I love, love, love going to play mini golf. And I mm-hmm. have a huge collection of plush toys, And this is kind of, okay, so my favorite thing, like, my single goal in life is, and, like, the big driving force behind, like, everything I do is that I love being surrounded by cute animals. And they can Mm -hmm. be fake cute animals, or they can be real. I really have no preference. But, like, I love plush toys. I will cut a bitch for a baby Yoda. Sure. And... I love going to... Well, what was... Okay,
1: so what was your... Do you have... Do you still have... Do you still possess your favorite child... Like, from your actual childhood?
0: She's sitting on my desk. Did you have one? Yeah, she's sitting on my desk right now. Her name is Miss Mittens. She's a little beat-up cat. Oh, she's
1: got one eye. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: The eye is still in there, but, like, the dog got a hold of her when I was small. And so she's always had kind of a wonky eye, but I like that about her. Got her when I was five. I was scared of everything. And... Yeah, she helped me get some sleep at night. And even still, like if my husband isn't home, I carry her into bed with me.
1: Just in the bed.
0: Yeah. I've yeah, trained I've a... trained the dog to know not to grab my stuffed toys.
1: Fantastic. That is <laughs> that is you should mark, you should write a little pamphlet and teach people that. That seems that's next level dog ownership.
0: It was it was essential because like I, I love both of them so much and I couldn't have them pitted against one another.
1: <laughs> sure, but that now, also mine's...
0: that also yeah. brings me to like zoos and stuff. They're like I volunteered an animal shelter, which you would or I have in the past, and I'm looking to do it again once the the qu- quarantine is passed. But like I love spending time with animals, and people view that as very childish unless you're pursuing a career in STEM. And it like there's always like kids getting hours for national honor society or families doing it together. And then it's like me. Cause I just really love animals.
1: <laughs> I, I wish I shared your, your enthusiasm for quadrupeds. Um,
0: well, I like bipeds too. Birds are my favorite.
1: Oh, sure. Certainly. I, will, I like mine stuffed. We know this.
0: Yeah. But I like. <sighs> I will go into the Long Beach Aquarium, and I will make sure that mm-hmm. I'm wearing, because they have that fantastic aviary there, right? Yeah. And I will make sure that I am wearing a pink shirt. I, mm-hmm. because I am not a child, can buy lots of things because many cups of food fit in my adult-sized hands, and mm-hmm. I will commandeer the lorikeets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. Uh, in our show notes for this episode, though, there's one thing we cannot cross over. It, in under animated films, you have in parentheses, Pixar can suck a dick, though, and I feel yeah. like we need to address that. <laughs> what is your? W- what does the? What in the Pixar magic doesn't quite do it for I, you? I
0: mean, the magic isn't real for me. Like, Inside yeah. Out, all I see are the seams and their development process. Like, they inserted mm-hmm. Bing Bong because they couldn't trust a movie to be carried by two female leads.
1: Um, and
0: there's some real weird gender shit in that movie that I have some serious problems with. Um, yeah. I think Incredibles is a fucking Anne Randian nightmare. Um, I fucking hate <laughs> that shit, and I hate Brad Bird. Uh I think... Wally was pretty cute. I don't like the idea. I don't love that their idea was, like, our bones get squishy so we all get fat. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. track for me. And that doesn't track in, like, space or, like, how adipose works in a body. So it's, like, using fatness as a cheap joke. I just, yeah. like, nothing is ever actually – like, they – String you along emotionally so you don't see how, like, retrograde so many of their ideas are. And, like, Mm, that's true of animation in general, but I I find Pixar to be the most harmful because people elevate it.
1: Right. Because everyone kind of looks back at, like, someday my prince will come and kind of rolls their eyes out of their head and is like, oh, Walt. But at the same time kind of venerates Pixar.
0: And it's the same shit, you know? Like, I it just bums me out because I find other more valuable animated movies and that that do like a better job of things that don't get celebrated. You know, like you've got home by DreamWorks and you've got like, um, people fail to realize what a miracle. The minions movie is like, you have three characters Mm -hmm. that don't speak a language that carry a children's film and it's not artsy. It's just like the way it is. And like, no one bats an eye at the fact that these three are very different. It's like a, pretty unique story. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I think the the new Grinch movie actually updated Cindy Lou Who in a way that was, like, meaningful as, like, a female mm-hmm. character. Um, sure. She had a lot of agency. But it was still her kindness that sort of defined her. But she was strong in that kindness. Of, you know, like, I just... I think that that kind of stuff is present in other animated movies and maybe even in a better way. But... You know, for some fucking reason, it's Pixar that gets all the credit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's some personal druthers.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love it. I yeah. love it.
0: So what's your list, bro? Um,
1: oh, man. So many things. Um, I have always um, had a deep and abiding love for the Muppets. Um, I am of the age where... Um, the original Muppet show was just still, um, on TV when I was born, but, um, I remember seeing the Muppet movie on NBC when I was very young, uh, was terrified, terrified of animal who grows very large at the end of that movie, spoiler. Um, but you know, as a child of the eighties, the Muppets were everywhere. Um, and I weirdly, the funny thing is then the natural kind of like, oh, well then Muppet babies, but actually I like... Like the adult Muppets, like a big Fraggle Rock fan too. Um, I have a secret Fraggle hidden in my house, uh, bonus points if you find it when you're over here. Um, again, because I got a stuffed toy, uh, as a present, um, and I have my own collection. My personal one from childhood was a figment from the defunct world of imagination at Epcot. And, uh, I kept that with me f- forever. Um, and I still have the original two. Uh, here's an here's your aunt and uncling tip of the week, right? Um, aunts and uncles, um, buy two, right? If you if you buy like a stuffed animal and you find out they fell in love with it, you have a second one because that first one gets trashed or lost. Then you can just swoop in like a hero and <laughs> give them the second one. Because my parents bought two, they realized I, I loved the thing so much that my dad ran back to the store, bought a second one, and hid it. And then uh, one Christmas, they swapped them out. It was Christmas magic. And my little mind was fucking blown. Because I that's, like to believe in a magical world, Tiger. It's the world I want to live in. That's... Um, anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... I, mean, I think that's the,
0: the crux of this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the Muppets, yeah. The desire to live and abide in a magical world, even after the ravages of puberty and adult responsibility are thrust upon us. Um, but yeah, the Muppets, and I always liked, you know, the original Muppet show and what Jim Henson, the, the, there's a really funny thing in the legacy of Jim Henson, right? Where he really wanted to make, he, he fell in love with puppeteering. He really wanted to make puppets for adults, right? And then fought and fought and had to do a bunch of commercials and, and kind of kids TV shows just to get by. And then he pitches Sesame Street. But in the back of his head, he always was just like, I'm going to get stuck here. If if and when this is successful, like he knew the, the promise of it, right? I'm going to get stuck here. And he did. He, he spent almost a decade from like 1970 to 1977 before he could get The Muppet Show proper on the air. And because all of a sudden it was just like, this is great, it revolutionized children's television. And then everyone looked at The Muppet's as they were, and were like, this is for children. And he fought the rest of his career, like the next 15 years of his career, um, to try to break out of that. And I think that's some of his best work. I mean, I was just revisiting some of, like, the storyteller. Um, oh. Yeah, is- those storytellers. And they're and they're mean and kind of weird, um, <laughs> you know? And I think that's the, the, the Muppets are at their best. Like, the, the Muppet pilot, I mean, this is just well-worn Muppet trivia, for all all you kids, the Muppet pilot was called sex and violence and culminated in a parade of the seven deadly sins. Like it's definitely worth looking up. Uh, and the Muppets are at their best when like they're interacting with, you know, adults, Johnny cash. Like, I don't really like to see the Muppets. Muppets. I
0: got introduced to Prince.
1: Amazing. Yes. That episode (laughs) of, uh, Muppets tonight from the nineties. Yeah. And I think that, look, (laughs) My, and they're in a unique position, and again, I think a lot of times with, any, with kind of family stuff, and I think we're in a, a, a great renaissance of ch- ch- children's or family content. Um, and I've been watching, because I've been watching DuckTales, the 2017 DuckTales, an amazing voice cast. David Tennant, as far as I'm concerned, could be the only Scrooge McDuck. He is the perfect casting for it. Um, But they do a really great job of trying to tackle um, gender and institutional wealth. Uh, There is a character, one of the villains is very obviously Mark Zuckerberg. And they do a lot of skewing of tech culture and kind of like, you know, the workplace with like the bouncy castle in the middle of it. And, you know, I think there is a unique... um, Place for family content um, to kind of still speak very subversively and speak kind of very broadly about uh, the world and how the world is. And kind of
0: I think the difference between something like DuckTales and something like Bob's Burgers is really only the time of day it's shown on TV.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: That's what's so interesting.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that we've. you know, at, at some point, there was this, like, because the Flintstones originally, like, you can find, look up, there's great old ads of them, like, shilling cigarettes, because that was, like, a an adult sitcom, right? Yeah. That aired at, like, adult time, and then only over the years, as it was kind of replayed, that it kind of, we we kind of made it the thing of children.
0: I think the Vitamins did it.
1: Yeah, and then now we've kind of <laughs> reclaimed that. And the Muppets are at their best when, like, Johnny Cash and Roger Miller are there singing. You know what I mean? So, love the Muppets. Um, I love um, experiential kind of magical worlds. So, I'm a big fan of uh, theme parks. Uh, Ever since I was a kid, we had so many of them around us in uh, in the mid-Atlantic. You know, you had kind of your choice. Um, You know, Hershey Park, um, King's Dominion. Uh, bush gardens and then of course disney world i am world over my partner's disneyland uh, as a proud californian and they and i get into it often about the superiority of those two
0: i can't Um, but yeah i love i can't wait to take mine to disney world because he's never been
1: sure and And it's it's bigger it's just
0: bigger much better they have much more they have animals there (laughs)
1: Sure. (laughs) Yeah. You've got a whole kingdom for your animals. Oh my
0: God. I like animal kingdom is so underrated. And also like Epcot is such a treasure and like, I don't know. I'm very excited to experience Epcot over the age of 21.
1: (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that I like to go to different kind of just to be transported to someplace different. I love a good escape room that's a great afternoon thing, but like, give me some theme, like, let's take me out of kind of the mundane world for a second and thrust me, um, you know, into an immersive environment where maybe I get spun around a little bit and flipped on my head. And maybe I get to like be in ancient Greece or a pirate town or whatever for an afternoon. Like, that sounds great. Pass me a dole whip. I'm into it. And I think there's something really funny about this too, because we're Contextualizing the, the theme park now as this this childish thing, but I I've also become like a weird buff of like there's a lot of great YouTube series that kind of dive into the history of theme parks, and particularly if you look at the really early ones, Coney Island and kind of that the first couple that were there, um, a lot of the rides as these kind of magnates were competing to get people out there, put themselves in Awful safety violations. If you have any, like, if you're OSHA-minded at all, it's a nightmare. Um, but like Steeplechase, from the famous Steeplechase Park, you had you rode two to breast on these mechanical horses that were just going over these hills, and the only real safety measure was to hold on to the person in front of you. And a lot of the same things with fun houses of being going down slides and bumping into each other, and of course the the, the kind of tunnel of love joke, it was about creating contexts where men and women could essentially fondle each other in public. <laughs> like it was you know, like, and they That's make true. very, like there was like an exit to the fun house. I think at the steeplechase park that literally just blew hot air under women's dresses. Not great. Um, and they, some of these were, if you look at some of these old rides, it was just like a dance floor of like spinning discs. Imagine like a merry-go-round, but like built into the floor and they'd have like 10 of them going in different directions. And then it was just like, you just dump 15 or 20 people onto this thing. And people are just spinning all over each other. It's like a big, weird game of Twister. So yeah, it's like somehow that then, you know, Disney, whatever, sanitized nuclear family gets condensed down into this idea of like, you know, this is for children. When at first it was just, an, it was an adult escape way before it was ever intended for families. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, that's a weird tangent, but
0: no, it's an important um, one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's all about groping. It was all about like, let's get those teens and 20 somethings opportunities to like grab a handful of something. Cause you know I feel like I mean? that's just, also
0: just the progression of fun things. Like that is the progression of amusement generally, like aside from bars, which we'll get to in a second, like, everything that's fun gets turned into a family space because anyone enjoying it is like a free swinging single still wants to do it when they have a family.
1: Right. And I mean, it's funny when you, again, look into like the theme park history of things that the Eisner 80s uh, were all about his whole reign. If you go back through everything that happened for there, and this led to Captain EO and Star Tours and everything that you love about Disney now, like all of the... There would be no Star Wars land if there wasn't this weird Eisner thrust to try to make it cool for the kids. And not the kids' kids, but like the teenagers. He was trying to get his teenage son back interested in Disney. And they weirdly kind of adulted up um, the whole um, the whole place to the point where there's a really great... Look these up. Um, there was a dance hall. Like there was a dance club for teens at Disneyland for a while.
0: Yeah. Like the Mad course, Hatter's party.
1: Yeah. But then, but this was actually called like video Rama, like Mickey's Videorama.
0: Oh my God. And it was
1: in the late eighties and early nineties and all, and they were trying to play like slightly sanitized, but not full kids, Bob versions of like pop songs and people would go dancing. This is a weird, this also veers very interestingly into um, kind of gay rights history because there was this whole accusation of like some adult men who were dancing that then were kind of kicked out of the park for it and then sued Disney, and this is a whole like thing. And the term, just you could find this, but just by looking, homosexual fast dancing. You can just look that up. And it will take you down in a whole rabbit hole of like how Disney dance clubs for teens play into the gay rights movement. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I, it's always conflicted, right? Like, if anything, this definition of trying to nail down what family entertainment is kind of is kind of a moving target, huh? Like.
0: Oh, always, yeah. I mean, look at what's happened with, like, breweries and stuff. Like, you can't, like, breweries are family spaces now. And that's fine, I get it, because it's, like, a great place to socialize. But it's also, like, really weird and hard to adjust to when you're just there to, like.
1: Taste a flight of exceedingly heady brews.
0: Yeah, like, I I don't, sometimes, like, I don't want to go, like, the full bar. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just on a place to like play board games and like hang out. And it's weird when there's like little kids there.
1: Right. Like the 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 math went board games, like beer, place to drink beer, place to drink beer with board games. Board games means that we should have kids here. Like somehow that was kind of the with
0: theme parks. It's like place to have fun and Meet people, place that's colorful and bright and well lit, like family time. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's true of a lot of things. I mean, look at The Flintstones, was like an early animated sitcom, becomes. Yeah. Children's. About
1: like the trials and tribulations of adult life, right? It's it's a lot of burgers,
0: but in the Stone Age. And that's what's so wild is like. Bob's Burgers is considered adult animation and a lot of it is just like packaging you know and it's like how do we i don't know i guess the crux of it too is like how do we get stuff back into packaging where it's like maybe kids are less apt to show up
1: sure (laughs) because sometimes i just
0: don't want to share like sometimes i want to go out and have fun and if that fun involves like swearing and like groping my partner so be it (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Now it's funny. The, the brewery thing is, is funny for me because, and I know I'm trying to remember how much we've talked about this before, but I was straight edge for a very long time, like pretty much 35. Um, and so for me, it was always as someone who, you know, having kind of divested myself largely of, you know, the religious upbringing when, you know, I moved to the West coast Uh, wanted to go out and have fun, wanted to socialize with people, and so I was just always gonna have, like, a ginger beer with some bitters in it, you know, or a Red Bull and orange juice, which is a delicious mocktail if you ever need a little pick-me-up out on the dance floor. Um, so for me, I wanted events, right? I wanted dancing, I wanted karaoke, I wanted, you know, whatever else like sell me on that because honestly I love a good conversation obviously where we do this you know sure, once a week how and much more fun just... is the
0: conversation when you're playing mini golf
1: exactly 100% so for me it was a lot more about the activities and I really enjoyed like the rise of the barcade but now I've seen you know from the aughts to kind of the teens and now into the 20s the roaring 20s um, it has kind of opened back up where a lot of these microbrew spaces are now You know, more family friendly, and it's it's funny that that alcohol so prominently kind of hangs at the crux of a lot of this stuff. And I think like, look, we could talk about the um, the um, American wrestling with alcohol for episodes and episodes, and how that affects family dynamics. Blah 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 blah. The whole temper
0: like the way that the whole temperance movement has centered the nuclear family has been kind of eaten by capitalism and the American church to create the abstinence movement has been, you know, it's like, they kind of ruined all of our fun.
1: Yeah. And again, not that some of that fun didn't need to be ruined. I mean, I love that, like, some of the early bowling laws were really about men going out and getting drunk. But, like, you know, 200 years, we've all kind of grown up a little bit. But... As we start to kind of adopt a little bit more of like a European sensibility of letting alcohol be served at a couple of theme parks where previously that would be unheard of in moderation, um, how do we kind of balance that out? Because I, for one, I love an adult, like a 21 and up movie screening. I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah. Yeah.
0: No, 100%. I much prefer that because I, I don't know, like there's times when I do like seeing like kids movies with kids in attendance because they add a whole layer of like, they'll laugh at stuff that you wouldn't because the joke yep. wasn't for you. And that can bring its own sort of joy. But for the most part, it's also just like, I like being able to just sit and not have my chair kicked or, you know, like not have them getting up to go to the bathroom or walk around. And I, you know, like if I'm going to see an animated movie... I try to go to a late, late screening to mitigate yeah. that, but it's like, I also get it. Like I, that's on me, but yeah, sometimes the 21 plus screening is nice, especially for like, excuse me, especially for like horror films and stuff. Like I don't want a bunch of teenagers talking through my fucking movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. My, my work around for that as someone who, um, my work schedule either has me very busy or not busy at all. Um, My favorite for, and again, I'm iffy on the animated stuff. I like to kind of see what's out there just because, again, you kind of, it's interesting to kind of peg where the zeitgeist is, how we're speaking to children, I think, tells us a lot about what we value as a culture. Yeah. So I think to just dismiss all of that entertainment is to kind of lose track of some amount of where culture is headed. Um, but I love, cause I still, look, I got an X-Men tattoo. I'm not afraid of, I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I love those superhero movies. I love a Star War. Um, my favorite is I'll, I will go 10:30 AM, 11 AM on Friday, like after the Thursday night premiere. And that usually like during the school year will get me out of, you know, it's, it's both like too early for the parents to have like fully mobilized the kids um, or they're in school, yeah. And so you can mitigate a lot of the.
0: That's when most of that. the. When I used to work at a theater, that was like prime time for the senior crowd. Was Fridays yeah. and Saturdays first screening of the day. Because they would, yeah, they'd show up. They'd come in, you know, they'd get their coffee because I was at an AMC with a coffee shop, and mm-hmm. they'd watch like, and they will watch anything. Like, like dedicated <laughs> senior moviegoers will like if yeah. they don't see it, it's unusual. And like yeah. they'll they'll sit through anything and like happily so, but it's like, I yeah if I can get into those screenings like to senior time, yeah
1: oh man, what a delight. <laughs> so then, because I both think it's, I think it it upholds like a weird cultural stereotype and problem to like I'm I'm all f- to to have like the lack of alcohol in a lot of places. I feel like we're all better suited if we all can learn to drink responsibly and be around families and children. You know what I mean? I, feel, I think that kind of yeah,
0: like I'm never taking come- that
1: barrier away is good, but it's also a, a pretty crucial barrier, too, if you want to establish an adults-only space to establishing adults-only spaces.
0: Yeah. And that's that's the hard part is it's like I like being able to have a space where my friends who do have kids and I can have a night or an afternoon together. But I feel like it's just there's times when I just wanna be away, but also still have fun, like to do something that's not just drinking. Yeah. You know? And I'm I'm not much of a dancer, so that's that's also my own problem. <laughs> You're
1: missing out. I... You're really missing out. I we'll get you like there. I feel
0: like anyone else that's, like, been on a dance floor with me would say, nope, nope, it's better this way. <laughs> and I'm okay with, like, 100% I'm okay with that. Like, but, sure. yeah, it's just... It always becomes a matter of, like, finding unusual spaces. Like, that's, I think, why I've retreated so much into, like, meditation and spiritualism because, like, no one brings their kid to their self-care
1: time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's—they're really just missing. I think that 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 like transcendental meditation just needs its own Veggie Tales, right? It needs its own McGee. No, and me
0: stop saying to tear that out loud. You're gonna ruin it for me. You're gonna Sound ruin it for, for me. Sound for children and for all of those moms <laughs> that use it as an excuse to get away. Like, no, you you shut your mouth, Lee. Trash.
1: Oh, absolute <laughs> yeah. trash. So Tiger what's in your what's the big wish what's the, on the wish list? What is your what's your big one? I know what mine I know what my dream is, my unattainable dream, but what's what's the big thing for you? What if you could if we could somehow convince the world um that this was a great idea cuz it is, arguably a great idea. What's 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 the mil- the million dollar idea that you would pitch for child-free kid stuff?
0: I mean like if I could have, this is tough because it's it's really just like it comes down to if there was an option to do an adult free day at places that I like, you know, mm-hmm. like if I could have adult day or not adult free day, a child free day at um yeah at the zoo, like mm-hmm. if I if I could go because that's that's always so stressful like watching children who maybe haven't been taught like appropriate behavior around animals and stuff especially at a zoo that's like being responsible and has more like free range kind of animals and stuff like if i could just go and enjoy it without worrying about children behaving inappropriately because of their curiosity like that would be amazing or like yeah um go play mini golf and like like on a real like proper like course with like windmills and tigers and weird shit like the
1: weirdest of mini golfs yes
0: yes like a proper like fun mini golf amusement Mm -hmm. park mini golf space like if i could go do that without kids being there so i could take my time and swear and like smoke then yeah that's what i'd want
1: (laughs) i'm i'm there with you mine's let's go for the big ones let's let's not got one of these big ones i'm i'm all give me disney or universal child free day can and I know that like how
0: fun universal would be. Like Yeah. Ugh.
1: Well, here's the other, here's here's kind of the funny other side thing that goes along to this. And one of the things on my list we didn't really talk a ton about is I do love a good dress up event. I've always loved Halloween. I love any ren fair, any um, masquerade ball. I'm there and I will get weird and I will dress the whole way up. Like full face mask covering the whole the whole thing. So, I'm there for that. And the big provision, what they say, right, because there's a um, whole idea that you can't go to Disneyland in costume. That's a very big rule that they have, which has spurned its own... Man, I never remember what this is called, but there's a whole sub-theme of people dressing... Disney bounding. Disney bounding, yes, of dressing like characters without dressing in costume which i think is a fantastic workaround
0: i follow Um, a lot of those ladies on instagram
1: yeah it's (laughs) it's genius and the amount of like cool because a lot of times it'll go into retro fashion which who doesn't love and then you get like 1940s bell and then i'm like sure so cute um power shoulders i'm there um but you could also right if it If the whole prohibition, at least on paper, because again, like the drinking, a lot of this is like, what can we do legally to not necessarily be prohibiting this, you know? Um, And we all know that it's kind of deeply a capitalist idea. They don't want like knockoff characters walking around making their park look bad. But really what they hide behind the whole idea is that it's for the safety of the children, right? Some kid's going to walk up to someone in a costume and get snuck away in the night. Or whatever. So, theoretically, no kids. You can have full costume, like, full costume Star Wars land
0: would be amazing. Who would you dress up as?
1: I mean, I have, like, kind of a standard smuggler outfit that I go for. um, But...
0: So, but, I mean, like, if you could do, like, a Disney character, are you saying you'd go, like, Treasure Planet, like Jim Hawkins, if you've got, like, a, oh, oh are you talking Star Wars, sorry. I was like, talking
1: Star Wars, okay. specifically Star Wars. Okay, because I'm thinking, um, like,
0: in the Disney Pantheon, like.
1: Right. Pantheon, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Jeez, um, I don't, I mean, I would go for, I would maybe go for, um, maybe the Imagineer? I would go like go for like a hard Imagineer, because again, Steampunk, not a thing I don't hate. Um, I could have a Figment, they make the little puppet, like they used to have the puppets at Epcot. Yeah. I would just walk around with the Figment puppet all day, puppets, not a thing I hate, and I'd just Imagineer all day. I think that's probably, that's what I would do. What would be your, if you could just full, full Disney?
0: Yeah, cause I'm not like I'm I'm not one to dress up as thoroughly as you because I get very sure. intimidated. Um I, I have a very reliable Peter Pan outfit because I have a Tinkerbell outfit for my dog, and I'm very excited yeah. to bust that out at Halloween this year because I'm gonna have trick or for the first time. But anyway, um, ooh, who would I? <laughs> I I feel like in my heart of hearts, like my dream would be to go like to do something in homage or like to do like something from Sleeping Beauty because everyone in that movie is hot. Like. Prince Philip, or, sure. you know, Prince Philip's hot, Steven and his queen, super hot, Aurora, hot, the fairies, dope as shit. Like, I would, yeah. I and if I Maleficent,
1: could do, like, the, the color. I mean, come on.
0: Oh, God. But, like, yeah. I'm not cool, and I don't have, like, that big dick energy of Maleficent, right? So I would yeah. think I, if I could figure, i do Aurora in the pink dress.
1: Mm, and just V classic femme. I love it.
0: Yeah, because, like, I just think she should have made it pink obviously like that was correct
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um and also yeah i also just love like the very geometric designs of like the bodice and stuff like and just i don't know she just was like right her fancy ball dress was the best fancy ball dress and i definitely pick a fancy ball dress and like the there most epic wig
1: <laughs> so yeah i <laughs> i think that it's Look, and I, we didn't even get into, like, I, I, I love how we just kind of skimmed past through the appropriateness of all of this, which I think that the answer is that, yes, it's appropriate to hold on to these things that make you happy, find truth and magic where you can in the world, because...
0: It seems, like, I, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I, I was a very, like, I spent most of my childhood, like, in my imagination, right? And yeah. it was important, but now it's even more important when I can find my way back there. Sure. And it, cause it's like, I don't know, like I've been playing animal crossing, which is like, I mean, everybody's playing it. It's definitely not just for kids, but it feels very like it's simple. So like a kid could play it and get a lot from it. But like, for me, it's like really fun to get to experiment with like gender expression because the characters are all just like cute little child blobs. Yeah. (laughs) And like,
1: so like just wear the cargo shorts of your dreams.
0: Yeah. Like and that.
1: Like, or a sundress. or Sometimes
0: yeah. I do both, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I think too, like, yeah, like dressing up is more fun as an adult because we're, there is such a dress code th- for most of the places in our lives, you know? And yeah. going to these theme parks and stuff, it, it is, it's so much harder to find magic. I think it's like really important that we do it.
1: And like, I don't know, it, it's, and again, I think that the the video game idea, which is so funny now, because, you know, my mother who used to roll her eyes at it is now plays so many iPad games, the amount of iPad games that she is just thoroughly invested in. Um, and they're all like, um, like these found objects, almost like the back of a highlights magazine, like, Pierrot solves a mystery like it's all the things she loves like bbc masterpiece theater and clicking on things on her ipad and but like that as a someone who's still a school teacher in her 60s is like i need that space for my brain to decompress and i love to just be in that world for a minute and i think that yeah it's valuable and i think that you know as the world progresses um we're starting to acknowledge that it's not just the providence of children to have, you know, some time to explore, some time to put, be in another world for a minute, be someone else for a minute, and, and to really kind of explore the joy in that. And sometimes you want to do it without kids. <laughs> well,
0: yes, because so- that's the thing. Like I, I feel like even if you ask most parents, they would agree. Like sometimes you want to do that without kids, and I don't know. Like, not I don't know. I don't feel like this is one of those things where we're being terribly selfish. It's like I said, the reason I do all these like mystical things is because I get to meet a lot of women as women, mm-hmm. not as moms. Sure. And it's like, they get that too. You know, it's like, we get to be friends and they can, I don't know if it's pretending that they're not moms, but they get to explore a different piece of themselves and it's neat. It's just a different way of being for a little bit, you know, and I'm sure that they like, they all love their families and stuff, but it's nice to have a sound bath and do a chakra reading and like be in a kid-free space for a little bit.
1: And we just want to do that with roller coasters. That's yes. really the... And yes! We really just want to do that with roller coasters.
0: Yes! <laughs> exactly! Oh, God.
1: so much well, more gang, fun. I know we could talk about this forever, but honestly, we want to know what you guys think. Um, questions at notjustsleepingin.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, soon and very soon, we hope to... Um spend the end of these things kind of talking about some of your comments and questions. Um thank you so much for being with us today, gang. Um we look forward to meeting and talking to many of you. Uh and hearing your thoughts. What what's that what's that number one thing you'd want? What's that one space that you wish you could just have kid free day? Yes. That's not just the DMV. Um <laughs> Well, until next week. I'm Lee.
0: And I'm Tiger. Spread your love.
1: Spread, l- <laughs> live your damn truth. And of course, have fun, have fun s- sleeping. sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.